Hey IDP Army, ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello again. Welcome to Defense Matters, where we are talking mostly IDP, all fantasy football, one of the many shows on the Big Three Network. I'm your host, Jordan Rains. You can find me on Twitter at 50 Shades of Drunk. I'm also a senior writer at DynastyNerds.com. You can go over there and check out my Dynasty rankings, check out any articles that I've got written lately. Yeah, and I'm co host of the IDP 411 podcast, which is the other podcast I'm on. You guys can find that at expandtheboxscore.com along with my full IDP rankings for the 2020 season. And that's where I'll also be updating in season for the weekly rankings. Uh, it's your first time tuning in. I want to say sincerely, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Um, and if you want to su- help support the show, you know, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. And if it is on Apple podcast, if you want to leave a quick five-star review and a little ra- rating, a little review, that would be awesome. I would super appreciate that. So we're going to go ahead and jump into today's show, which is going to be my 2020 uh, rankings for defensive backs. So we're going to go through my top three tiers, really defensive backs. I didn't break into a lot of different tiers like I did some of the other ones, but three tiers, my top three tiers. I'm going to go ahead and outline what is going to be the scoring format, which I actually just had up on the screen. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to pull that back up. IDP one, two, three scoring, um, which is, Pretty close to a lot of really good scoring systems out there. Uh, one quarter, one point for quarterback hits and assisted tackles. Two point plays are solo tackles and tackles for loss. And then three point plays are forced fumbles, fumble recoveries, pass defended safeties, block kicks. And then your four or your six point plays are sacks, interceptions, and IDP touchdowns. Um, if you're in a, a league that's not IDP one two three, you might want to go check the scoring format. It'll probably be pretty similar to this. I've been noticing a lot of the leagues I play in. They don't call it IDP one two three scoring, but it's usually just modified slightly. I mean, it might be one point extra here, minus half a point, you know, over there. Maybe their quarterback hits are point seven five. But a lot of leagues that are well well designed are, are very similar to the scoring format, and that's what I encourage people to play in. And that's kind of what I have planted my flag on and kind of branded as the scoring format that I'm always going to be talking about. So. Um, Appreciate you guys listening in, like I said so far, and I'm going to go ahead and break down what is going to be a tier. So we have, we're going to go through my first three tiers, tier one, tier two, and tier three. Uh, so the outline is, you know, I have them broken into elite defensive backs in my tier one, great defensive backs in my tier two, and serviceable defensive backs in tier three and beyond. Uh, elite defensive backs in tier one are guys that I'm locking in as defensive back ones this year. Um, you know, great defensive backs are tier two. They high end upside, you know, DB twos. Um, and some of them will probably finish as DB ones. But we just, you know, I'm, I'm not as confident that they are going to get there. 
And then my serviceable guys are my DB twos and threes, guys that are probably going to be streaming, you know, moving in and out of my lineup week to week, just based on matchups and things of that nature. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and outline them. My, for elite defensive backs tier one, guys, I'm looking for 100 plus tackles and or 18 or more impact plays. Um, impact plays are a little different for the defensive backs because I included sacks in the impact plays with these guys. So you're looking at sacks, forced fumbles, interceptions, tackles for loss, fumble recoveries, pass deflections, you know, all those things that are anything that's not like a one or a two point play. You know, I've said that on the other two shows, the defensive line show and the linebacker show. So but I added sacks to the defensive backs just because that's another way that they you can't really stat that out or, you know, project a lot of these defensive backs to get sacks. But a lot of them will get one or two throughout the season. So I just added those into the impact plays for them. So I'm going to go ahead and break down the guys that I've got in my tier one defensive backs for this season. Starting out with Jamal Adams as my number one guy. I got Jamal Adams, my DB one, Buda Baker as my DB two, Landon Collins as my DB three, Derwin James at four, Jabril Peppers, five, John Johnson, six, Tracy Walker, seven, Jordan Poyer eight and then Harrison Smith at nine. So I'm going to go ahead and, you know, kind of break down why these guys landed where they did for me when I'm kind of projecting them for the season, um, all that good stuff. So we'll go ahead and just start off with the very top Jamal Adams. So Jamal Adams is a guy that in the past few weeks, you know, he got traded from the, um, the jets to Seattle you know, some people have moved him down their rankings because of that, which is fine. That's your prerogative. Um, and they are citing, you know, there wasn't super, super valuable IDP assets maybe in Seattle and, you know, for defensive back. But my rebuttal to that is kind of this, you know, if you look at Cam Chancellor, you know, he was the strong safety that was really big there for a while. And you look at his three best seasons. So the seasons, he only started three seasons where he had 15 plus games played. So you look at those seasons. In those seasons, he averaged 99 tackles and 16 impact plays. So he was just outside of my thresholds for what I'm considering a tier one, top tier guy. Um, he averaged, like I said, 99 and 16. He was never an all pro. Jamal Adams has already been an all pro once and to the Pro Bowl twice. Cam Chancellor only went to the Pro Bowl four times in seven years. And like I said, was never an all pro. I think it's safe to say that Jamal Adams is a, a better player. Um, at least for IDP so far. Uh, but I think, you know, it's just a better player. I don't know how else to say it. I mean, he's got that swag. He's he's a very special guy. He can, he can do everything. Um, and so if you're telling me that you're going to put him in a role where a guy that was never made and had an all-pro season when he was playing 16 games was putting up basically 116, I think Jamal Adams can hit that threshold. I'm, I'm not knocking him down my rankings at all because he moved – and that's just kind of how I feel about it. <clears throat> so Jamal Adams is my number one. Going to move down to Buda Baker at number two. Buda Baker was a guy I was very high on last season, and I had got him on a lot of teams. I traded like a second-round pick for him in a dynasty league. A lot of people don't like trading, you know, first or second-round picks for defensive players. But, I mean, if it helps me win, I'm not scared to do it. And I made the playoffs in that league. It was my first year, and there was like a supplemental draft thing. So I had to make some moves to, to put myself in contention. I think I might win this year, but – Anyway, back to Buda Baker. In 2019, he was the only defensive player to eclipse 100 solo tackles. Only one. Luke Keekley didn't do it. Jordan Hicks didn't do it. Um, Jalen Smith didn't do it. 
Jack Cunningham, all these big tackle guys did not do it. The only player to do it was Buda Baker, 100 solo tackles, and he had 104. Then He was the first offensive back to eclipse 100 solo tackles since 2016 when Landon Collins had 100 solo tackles. Um, he d- Buda Baker did not have, doesn't have the super high impact plays, or at least he didn't this last year. He had 15, but when you're getting 100 solos and the threshold is just 100 combined, I think he had 147 total. He's well, well within the his range of outcomes is to is to be another defensive back one. So for me, Buda Baker comes in at number two. I'm not moving him down. Arizona's offense got better, but their defense should still be on the field plenty, I think, this year. And Buda Baker is just, I mean, he's just a game wrecker. He's he's here, he's there, he is every single where. So that's why I have him that high. So my third guy on the list, Landon Collins. Um, Landon Collins is kind of crazy i mean he's these are his impact plays the last five years 16 33 14 10 that was in 2018 when he only played 12 games and in 2019 he had 16 so he can get up there in the uh the play in the uh impact plays and he's average he's only been under 100 tackles once in his career and that was also um in 2018 when he only played 12 games and he still had 96. So the the tackle floor is there. He's like I said, he's gone over every single year except for one. And that was just because he didn't play. If he would have played, he would have gone over. He would have hit this threshold every year of his career, assuming he had played 16 games And the, the impact plays are, they can get up there. I mean, he's basically even with the 33 impact play season, 2016, I mean, he's averaging around 20, 22, um, but even if you could take that out, he's still pushing 16, 17 a season. And with that, the the tackle floor being so high and, you know, that's one or two plays away from that 18 threshold. He's a lock for me as a defensive back one going into 2020. Um, I think people are kind of catching on. He's not quite as cheap as he was early in the offseason in drafts, but uh, I'm, I'm snag, snagging him up everywhere I can, any which way I can. And I'm very confident in him. And if he was one of the guys that if I was going to move anybody above Jamal Adams, it was going to be Landon Collins just because of the consistency of what he can do. But in the end, I, you know, I'm doing my research. I really just I'm sticking my, I'm putting my faith in Jamal Adams at number one. So my next guy on the list at number five or number four is Derwin James. I'm not going to linger too long on Derwin James. He gets a lot of he gets a lot of love in the IDP community. Um you know, he he has seven tackles for a loss in his career over 21 games. I'm not a huge fan of that for a starting or for a strong safety or a free safety, whatever he plays. Everybody says he's like a hybrid this or whatever, but he's not getting behind the line of scrimmage as, quite as much as I'd like. Um, but the impact plays are, you know, are there. He had, I think, 19 in his rookie season. This last year he was injured, so he missed some time. But he went over 100, and he gets up there. So, I mean, if you want him to be your one, Go for it. I have a I have some doubts about him though personally, so I'm I'm not putting him any higher than four. Uh, the guy I have behind him is a guy I have on a lot of teams, and that's uh, Jabril Peppers at number five. So if, if you look at Jabril Peppers' 2019 season, you know, he only played 11 games unfortunately because he had a back injury. But uh, if you look at his pace for that season or this last season, his total tackles would have been 112. That would have been more than Deion Jones. His solo tackles would have been 75. That's more than Tremaine Edmonds had in 2019. His tackles for loss would have been seven. 
that would have been the same number as Bobby Wagner. He would have had seven pass deflections. That's more than Deion Jones. Three quarterback hits, <clears throat> four forced fumbles, and that would have put him at defensive back five, which would have been five more points than Landon Collins had in 2018 or not, 2019. So he was pacing for a big boy season. He was going to be a top five defensive back. When you were playing him last year, you you felt good. Every week that he was in your lineup, you felt good about it. The only knock on him right now is his health. But like I said, I mean, that's a fluke injury. They didn't bring him back because the Giants weren't really in anything. Uh, you know, he he just he's developed into a really solid player. And he's for me, he's a top five guy. I have him at five. I think he's going to eat again this year in New York. Uh, I know they brought in. <clears throat> Um, Blake Martinez, they brought in Xavier McKinney, but I'm not overly concerned. I think Jabril Peppers is a playmaker. I think he's been a playmaker for a long time, and I think he's finally got his sea legs, so to speak, in the NFL, and I think we're going to get a big season from him in 2020. Coming in number six, I have my man, John Johnson. Uh, In 2018, he had 19 impact plays, 116 tackles. And in 2019, he was pacing for a 150 tackle campaign before he got injured. I'm not saying he was going to get there, and I'm not projecting him to hit that number this year. But it is worth noting he was crushing. I mean, he had 50 tackle, 51 tackles, I believe, through uh, five games this last year, or six games. So he was on pace to have an, another monster season, well over 100 tackles. The impact plays were a little lower because his pass deflections were not quite as high as they were the year before, at least pacing wise. But when you're going, when you're on 150 tackle pace, I'm, you know, 15 impact plays will be fine. 12 impact plays will be fine. So he's well within that threshold of a tier one defensive back for me going into the season. He, just based on those numbers alone, no reason to knock the guy. Coming in for me at seven, we got my man Tracy Walker. Uh, Tracy Walker is a really fun guy. You know, he's he's probably the cheapest of all these tier one players because he's only done it once. And he also got hurt last year, so he burned some people. But <clears throat> in 12 starts, he had 100 tackles. So he already hit my my threshold in, you know, an, an abbreviated season. And not only that, he had 16 impact plays. So in 12 games, he had 16 impact plays and 100 tackles. He already hit one of my thresholds. He was, you know, two away from the other threshold. I mean, lock it in. They didn't do a whole lot. Um, they brought in Jamie Collins in Detroit, which is, you know, a little worrisome, I guess. But I still think Tracy Walker is going to be the main other guy to get tackles there besides Jamie Collins this next year. So I'm not afraid to take Tracy Walker confidently as a defensive back one in 2020. And I believe you should as well. I think you'll I think you'll like it. I think it'll turn out well for you. Um, and he's going to be cheaper than anybody I've named so far. Um, the next tier one guy I've got at number eight is my man Jordan Poyer with the Buffalo Bills. Um, in 2018, 100 tackles and 23 impact plays. 2019, 100 tackles, 16 impact plays. He's hitting these tackle thresholds. The impact plays are definitely there. He can get up there in the impact play department. So don't sleep on him. He, just because he's in Buffalo and just because he's old, he's only 28. He's younger than the next guy on this list who's also a total savage. Um, so don't sleep on Jordan Poyer. He's a tier one guy for a reason. He's solid, and he can get you those big plays you know, from time to time, and he can take them up over 20. So don't don't shy away. Uh, next guy on my list at number, number nine is Harrison Smith. This will be the end of my tier one guys that I'm uber confident in as defensive back ones. 
And Harrison Smith, I mean, his numbers speak for themselves. These are his impact plays the last three years. 2017, 25. 2018, 24. 2019, 24. So he's having 24 plus three-point plays in the last three years. That's big. I mean, that's big for a defensive back. That's big for anybody. And on top of that, you know, Harrison Smith's also got a rock-solid tackle floor. The three years that I just mentioned, 2017, 78 tackles. Doesn't quite hit that DB1, that elite one threshold, 84 and 85. But his impact plays are so high. And if you watch him play, you know Harrison Smith is a playmaker. I don't think those impact plays are going to go away. He's a special player on the field. He, you know, a multi-interception guy the last three seasons, and he's only had one season where he did not have multiple interceptions. And he's hit up over five twice, up to five twice. So he's 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 a total Swiss Army knife out there. You know, he's kind of, you know, in a similar mold as Jamal Adams, in a similar mold as a Tyron Matthew. I mean, these guys aren't just stand in the middle of the field and gobble up tackle monsters. I mean, these are playmakers. These are difference makers. So that rounds out my tier one defensive backs. I'm going to read them back to you guys one more time. I got one, Jamal Adams, two, Buda Baker, three, Landon Collins, four, Derwin James, five, Jabril Peppers, six, John Johnson, seven, Tracy Walker, eight, Jordan Poyer, and nine, I got Harrison Smith. So we are going to slide on down into tier two. And so tier two defensive line or Defensive backs, excuse me. Um, these are DB1s with high D, high upside. Or these are DB1s and DB2s with high upside. So these are guys that are right on the cusp of being DB1s. They will have weekly DB1 weeks. Some of these guys will probably finish the season as defensive back ones. But I'm just a little bit more hesitant on these guys. And here are the thresholds I'm looking for for these guys in this tier. 85 or more combined tackles and or 15 or more impact plays. So we're bringing it down from 118 to 85 and 15. So I'll start by reading off the tier, and then I'll kind of hit my highlights. So the guys that are in this tier, starting off at number 10, I have Von Bell. Number 11, Taylor Rapp. 12, Jesse Bates. 13, Tyron Matthew. 14, Terrell Edmonds. 15, Jonathan Abram. 16, Justin Simmons. 17, Ronnie Harrison. 18, Jeremy Chin, 19, Xavier McKinney, 20, Keanu Neal, and 21, I have Kyle Duggar. That finishes out my tier two. So I'm I'm not going to talk about everybody in this tier, but I am going to highlight a few players. I'm going to start with Tyron Matthew. I've got him at 13. Honey Badger, you know, he's on my Chiefs, so got to show love to him. 2019, he had 75 tackles and 21 impact plays. Um, one of his better seasons in a while. The big thing about Tyron Matthew, though, is he's he's not a hundred tackle guy. I don't. He's never had a hundred tackle season. I think his biggest tackle combined tackle season was eighty nine. I believe that was the year before last with Houston. Um, but you know that same season. <clears throat> excuse me. He's consistently a high impact play guy. He's consistently putting up 15, 16 impact plays, and you know sometimes he's jumping even higher than that. But because he doesn't have the the ability to really hit that hundred tackle floor, I you know I really couldn't put him into my tier one as much as I wanted to. 
I still love him as a defensive back too. I love him as one of the more safe defensive back twos because the tackle floor, you know, is, you know, right around 75, 80, which isn't exactly that threshold, but the impact plays are consistently high for him, 15, 16, 17. And he's had seasons where he's gone over 20. So, and health isn't an issue for him anymore. He's had three healthy seasons in a row and he's had some of his better seasons that were abbreviated seasons. So the best of honey badger, may still be yet to be seen. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes out and has a career year in 2020. Um, you know, he's on a team that's full of swag. He's one of the best defensive players on that team. They just won a Super Bowl. Um, he, he, he's a ball player. So big fan of Tyron Matthew. He was my number 13. Another guy I want to highlight on this in this tier two is Terrell Edmonds. He's right behind Honey Badger at 14. Now, his play style is a little bit more boring, I guess you would say. He's not a big impact play guy. He only had five in 2000, 2019. But his tackle floor is not bad. I mean, he had 105, 71 solos. So we are going to put him safely into this category. And uh, on, my other, on my other show, Jared brought up a pretty good point. If you guys listen to the IDP 411, uh, a couple of weeks ago, or I guess it was last week on our My Guy show, you know, when you really, when you look at Terrell Edmonds' season this last year, you know, five impact plays, 105 tackles, and then you go look at a guy like Keanu Neal, which a lot of people love, and you look at Keanu Neal's first season in the league, I mean, he had 106 tackles and eight, like 12 impact plays. Impact plays are a little higher, but not massively different on your baseline stats than Terrell Edmonds. Um, the next year, his tackles did go up a little. His impact plays went up just a, t- a hair. But, I mean, five forced fumbles that one year, I mean, that's a little fluky. I mean, let's just let's be completely honest. It's just a little fluky. So there's something to be said about Terrell Edmonds, a guy that doesn't have any impact plays and is already running around with this high floor. He's on a very disruptive defense with the Steelers. You know, T.J. Watt, Devin Bush, Cam Hayward, Stephon Tuitt, Minka Fitzpatrick. Joe Hayden, Mike Hilton. I mean, these guys are all, I mean, the Steelers defense is pretty good. Um, So there's a world where these impact plays that he's not getting, he gets some of that quote unquote positive regression towards the the mean. He comes up with, you know, maybe he gets a couple of forced fumbles or a fumble recovery this next season. So keep your eye on Terrell Edmonds. Don't be shocked if he pushes his way easily into the top 15, maybe even top 12 this year. Uh, Still tier two for me because I want to see him do it. But uh, he's he's 14 for a reason. He's a very safe defensive back, too. And he's so cheap in drafts. You guys, I mean, he's going to be cheaper than guys after him on this list, like Jonathan Abrams. I have him at 15 or Keanu Neal even. He'll probably be cheaper than Keanu Neal. I have him at 20. He'll probably be even cheaper than some of the guys I have in Tier 3. I mean, you know, there's drafts where he'll probably be cheaper than his stable mate, Minka Fitzpatrick, who I've got at 22. But we'll get to that in just a moment. The last guy I want to highlight in Tier 2 is Taylor Rapp. Uh, as a rookie, Taylor Rapp, you know, he's in my 11. Uh, last year, as a rookie, he had 100 tackles, <clears throat> excuse me, and 15 uh, impact plays. I I love Taylor Rapp this season because the, the Rams got rid of Corey Littleton. With Corey Littleton moving on, John Johnson and Taylor Rapp are kind of the only guys on that defense that are kind of tackle guys. I'm not talking about Aaron Donald here, but that I know we can count on. And because of that, I, I have them both ranked high. I mean, 100 tackles last year for him. Eric Weddle, who was on the team last year, he had over 100 tackles. John Johnson, who's a Tier 1 guy, was pacing for 150 tackles. There's three safeties on that team that were fantasy relevant the weeks they played last year. Weddle's gone. Littleton's gone. 
Taylor Rapp season. You know, can I hear it for Taylor Rapp? I think he's going to go over 100 tackles pretty easily. The impact plays, he had 15. Um, you know, he's he has a, one more season like this, and he's going to be a tier one guy for me. So, and especially if John Johnson moves on next year, and he kind of takes over as the guy in that, you know, kind of secondary there as the as the thumper. Um, you know, get out. I mean, he's going to have a, he's going to have a great career there. So. Those are all the guys I wanted to really highlight in Tier 2, but I'm going to read Tier 2 back to you one more time. We got Von Bell, just moved to Cincinnati. Taylor Rapp, the Rams. Jesse Bates, also Cincinnati. Tyron Matthew, Kansas State Chiefs. Terrell Edmonds, Pittsburgh Steelers. Jonathan Abram, Las Vegas Raiders. Justin Simmons, Denver Broncos. Ronnie Harrison. Uh, quickly on Ronnie Harrison. Didn't really come to fruition last year for him in Jacksonville, but he was very playable whenever he was on the field. He had some injury problems, but don't don't sleep on Ronnie Harrison this year. He he's another one of these guys that I really like. Um, you might hear more throughout the season about him. His name will probably come up a lot. Um, Eighteen Jeremy Chin, nineteen Xavier McKinney, twenty Keanu Neal, and twenty one Kyle Duggar. Uh, near the end there, we had three rookies: um, Jeremy Chin, Xavier McKinney, Kyle Duggar. All those guys are kind of walking into a situation where they're going to get playing time. I mean, Xavier McKinney is going to fill in for Antoine Bethea, who's gone, playing next to Jabril Peppers. Jeremy Chin is going to take over for Eric Reed, who was the number two safety last year, number two defensive back, I believe, or three, maybe maybe a Von Bell, or not Von Bell, maybe a, I think Buda Baker was just a little ahead of him. And then Kyle Duggar, who a lot of people were super high on, and then everyone kind of took all that love and put it on Jeremy Chin because he went to – New England and the New England signed Adrian Claiborne or not Adrian Claiborne, Adrian Phillips. And we weren't really sure what's going to happen. And we all got really scared. And then like six defensive players on the Pats opted out. So the skill set that Kyle Duggar brings is kind of this hybrid, strong safety linebacker. Um, I, I truly believe he's going to get onto the field early. And I think he's going to get on the field often in 2020. So he Grant comes into a tier two for me. I could see him just having a, a season where he, I mean, he hits 18, 85 tackles or the 15 impact play threshold. I just, I just feel like it's there. So I couldn't not put those three uh, safeties or three rookies into this tier because they're walking into a spot where the workload should be there. They've, you know, were touted, they athletic, all that good stuff. So I'm, I'm putting my money where my mouth is on these guys. And I'm just kind of trusting that they're going to, they're going to hit. So, <clears throat> Let's slide on down to tier three. Tier three, this is a, a pretty big tier here. And these guys are all going to fall into the kind of thresholds that I'm looking for are um, 70 or more tackles and or 12 or more impact plays. So let's talk about tier three. Leading the way with tier three at number 22, we have Minka Fitzpatrick, Justin Reed, Kari Willis, Tredavis White, Malcolm Jenkins, Kevin Byard. Marcus Peters, Chuck Clark, Marcus May, Kyle Fuller, Anthony Harris, Trey Boston, Antoine Winifield Jr., Marlon Humphrey, and Grant Delpit. That takes us down to 36. These are the guys that I'm very confident are going to hit these thresholds. Um, the thresholds I described, you know, 70 plus and or 12. Minka, let's talk about Minka real quick. Uh, last two seasons, in 2019, he had 69 combined tackles. So that's just under that threshold. But he had 21 impact plays. Um, 
that's enough to get him into tier one because, you know, these are three-point plays plus. Now, I'm being realistic here. I didn't even put him in my tier two because we haven't seen him go over 80 tackles in his career. So he had a 70-tackle season, basically 69 and 21 in 2019. And in 2018, he had 80 tackles, higher tackles, but 14 impact plays. But the thing about that is he only started 11 games in 2018. So we've only seen one full 16-game starting season from Minka. And in that season, he had 21 impact plays. I think Minka is going to push himself into Tier 2 this next year and firmly stay there. I'm still very confident in Minka as a defensive back, too. Um, you know, this tier, tier three is guys that I'm calling DB twos and threes. Um, I think he's easily going to hit these thresholds and he's going to do it with some style. So he leads off, the, he leads off the pack right there. Um, Justin Reed struggled with injury last year, but we know he can be a 75 tackle kind of guy. Kari Willis had 70 tackles last year, uh, only started a handful of games only played like 60, 70% of the snaps last year for the Colts. So I'm expecting big things from him this next year as he moves into hopefully a starting role. I know they signed another safety and they got a rookie safety, but the players really seem to like Kari Willis. The coaches seem to like Kari Willis. They need depth there. I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, just because a player signs somewhere, people get kind of skittish. But at the end of the day, you need bodies to back up bodies, you know, and the best players are going to play. And there's a reason he was drafted. There's a reason he got play last year. Whoever they brought in is not, I'm not overly scared of. Um, I think he's going to make a big jump this year. He comes in at 24 for me. Um, one last guy in this area I want to highlight is Tre Davis White. I don't talk a lot about corners, but, I mean, corners are productive. They they score. I mean, they get impact plays, especially the guys that get pass deflections. Um, interesting thing about Tre Davis White is he had a lot of tackles for loss last year. Um, Tre Davis White had more tackles for loss last year than um, Derwin James. Uh, don't tell Derwin James truth or that. And in 2017, he had three. So in 2017, a 16-game season, he had three. In this last year, he had four. He had one the year before. He has eight total on his in his career. But um, Derwin James only has seven. So for his, for a safety or for a cornerback, you know, I really like that he gets up on the line of scrimmage and he can push past it and make some plays. Um, but anyway, I digress there for a moment. Uh, in 2019, Trey Davis White had 30 impact plays, 30 plays of three or more points. Wild. 2018, that number was not quite as gaudy. It was 11. But go back to 2017, 29 impact plays, another gaudy number. He's averaging 60 tackles a season. So the, the 70 tackle threshold is not there, but the impact plays for this guy are sky high. So if you're looking for a cornerback that can actually, you know, get it done for you and has on, you know, more than one season, this isn't like an outlier thing. He's had two seasons like this now. Um, I love Trey Davis White as a corner that you can play every week as a probably a, a low end DB two, but he's got high upside. You know, the tackle floor is not necessarily there, but because he gets the interceptions, because he can get a lot of pass deflections, because he can get you the occasional tackle for a loss. Um, Davis White is a guy that I'm not sleeping on this year. I've got him up at 25 right now going into the season. Um, these rankings may change a little between now and when the season kicks off, but I'm not expecting it to uh, change dramatically. So I just I wanted to highlight him, you know, just, you know, people I don't want people to think I hate on corners completely. I've got other corners in this same uh, 
in this same tier. Who else? I got Marcus Peters here. He's at 28. This guy's a he's a machine too when it comes to impact plays. I mean, I think he leads the league in interceptions since coming in the league multiples a year. I can't believe the Rams got rid of him and brought in Jalen Ramsey. I mean, they already had anyway. I won't go into that. Uh, Marlon Humphrey, another guy that's also in this tier. He's another def- or, uh, cornerback. So don't let anybody tell you I don't play cornerbacks. I do play cornerbacks. I've got quite a few of them here, there, and everywhere. And I'm just going to go ahead and read off the top couple of guys in my – actually, I'm going to read off Tier 3 again for you, and I'm going to read off the you know, first few guys in Tier 4, but I'm not going to go deep into it. Rankings are on expandtheboxscore.com. It should be a drop-down tab. should be IDP rankings. You should be able to find them pretty easily, and you guys can look at them there. And then you can at me on Twitter, DM me, find me on Instagram, whatever, ask questions. That sounds great. I love that stuff. But, uh, okay, so Tier 3, one more time. 22, we got Minka Fitzpatrick. 23, Justin Reed. 24, Kari Willis. 25, Tredavis White. 26, Malcolm Jenkins, who is going to the Saints and should be back with the Saints, should be taking over for Von Bell. Should be a productive role there. I have him a little bit lower just because he's not as sexy. He's not as big play. Um, and I don't know how they're going to use him with the move necessarily. You know, there's inconsistency always gives guys just a tiny bump down. Generally, not always, generally for me. It is not in the case of Jamal Adams because he's amazing. Um, 27, we have Kevin Byer. 28, Marcus Peters. 29, Chuck Clark. 30, Marcus May. 31, Kyle Fuller. There's another cornerback for y'all. 32, Anthony Harris. Big play machine. 33, Trey Boston, 70-plus tackle guy, in and out, multiple interceptions. Love it. He's basically a cheaper Minka Fitzpatrick that's not anywhere near as sexy. Uh, 34, Antoine Winfield Jr. Should slide in there as a rookie. Should have snaps available to him. Tampa Bay needs a playmaker in that secondary. Uh, 35, Marlon Humphrey, another cornerback, like I mentioned. And 36, Grant Delpit, another rookie. Should be playing some free safety in a division that has a lot of uh, big tight ends. You know, we got um, Mark Andrews running around out there. You've got uh, Eric Ebron's running around out there now. So they're, they need a safety that can cover and kind of hopefully get in there and break up some of these passes in a pretty tough division over there. And that is going to round out my Tier 3. Tier 4, I'm just going to read off the first couple of names. I'm not really going to talk about them. But I got Bradley McDougald. He just went to the New York Jets. Kenny Moore at 38. Uh, 39, I have Darnell Savage. 40, I have Sean Williams. I don't know what's going to happen with Sean Williams. I think he's still going to be an asset you want on your team, at least start the season. But I have no clue if they're going to put him out there a lot, a little, what his role is going to be. 100-tackle guy, back-to-back seasons. He had big interception season a couple years ago so i don't want to sleep on him too much but he is at 40 that's going to be a guy that's a defensive back three going into the season for me um 41 last guy i'll read off i got kenny vaccaro so those are my defensive back rankings and tiers for you guys go check them out on expandtheboxscore.com um shout out big three network and i guess real quickly i want to talk about uh shark tank is it Shark Tank? No, Shark City. Shark City, that's the league that the big three guys kind of put together. Um, we got some fun people over there. I want to kind of break down my team and my draft strategy real quick. I know the guys on the big three podcast last night, I was kind of tuning in and out, listening to a little bit of them. Um, but I'm going to kind of go over my team in there. So I had the five spot. No, I didn't. That's a lie. I had the six spot, Superflex, 
huge IDP roster. I think it's like 11 or 12 IDPs, and it's like 11 or 12 Boston players. Uh, my first, this is my team so far. I went Lamar Jackson at 106, Tyreek Hill at 207, Kenyon Drake at 36, which is my, uh, which is my running back one. And then I was the second person to take an IDP after Sigmund. Oh, I was a third. Third person to take an IDP after Sigmund Bloom. He took Darius Leonard and Aaron Donald and then um, Duchesne's. I don't know how to say his name. I need to figure that out. He took Daniel Hunter right ahead of me, but I got TJ Watt. TJ Watt's my number two dynasty linebacker. I think he's my he's the number five linebacker for the season. Um, he's a walking big play. I'm a Steelers fan. You know, guys were already taking defensive players. I was not scared to do it. And I got my guy. You know, I didn't pussyfoot around. Went and got TJ Watt. Wasn't going to try to wait, see if he came back around. These guys are are monsters in this draft. They've been getting sniped left and right. I took Josh Allen next. Got Juju in the sixth, which was a huge steal. Terry McLaren in the seventh. Love that. Took my first defensive line, uh, Demarcus Lawrence in the eighth. Michael Gallup in the ninth, Dante Fowler in the tenth. I was very happy to get Dante Fowler there. These guys were all. I mean, the defensive line run was pretty heavy. We started four DLs in this league, so it was thinning out already pretty good. I think he was the twenty fourth defensive line player taken, and uh, he's in my top fifteen or sixteen for this season. So I was happy to get him. Will Fuller in the eleventh. Um, I had a I had kind of a question there for myself when I was looking at Will Fuller. I said. Do I want to take another running back and really fill out this position, or do I want to win week one? And Will Fuller plays the Chiefs week one on Thursday night football. And I said, you know what? I just want to win week one. I don't know who I'm going to come up against. I feel like Will Fuller is going to give me a shot to do that. So I took Will Fuller. I took Christian Kirksey, who was my second linebacker in the 12th. Marvin Jones finished out my wide receivers core there as my flex. I think we have six total. And then I took Antonio Gibson. In the 14th round is my running back two. So it's been a fun draft over there. There's been some guys, you know, making some picks there. Kind of shocking to me. Um, some guys sniping me, but it's been fun. And I'm excited for the league. I'm excited for the season. I'm glad some of these guys are in here that have not played on Sleeper. Mike Waller, um, I don't think he plays on Sleeper. I know that uh, Gary Davenport's in there. It's his first run on Sleeper. <clears throat> so welcome. Welcome, Gary. Um, we have Tom Kissenberry in there, too. And then the big three guys, Johnny the Greek, um, Bobby Josh. You guys know Bobby Josh Addy, obviously, superstars in the industry. Don't sleep. So, anyway, I just want to give you guys an idea of what my team is looking like right now. I have my next pick queued up. I actually have 99 guys in my queue right now. Uh, this next guy, I'm really hoping I land. And if I don't get him, I'll be okay with the next couple of players. So, can't give too much away, though, because I don't get to pick for a little bit. So, well, that is going to just about finish us up on this show, guys and gals. Um, just want to say thanks for tuning in, listening. Um, like I said earlier, please, if you like the show, if you enjoyed it, leave a rating and a review on iTunes. It's like the only, one of the only things you can really do to show your support besides listening, and it would be super helpful to get us up there and get IDP exposed. More people watching and listening to IDP content, more people that are going to be playing, the better your leagues are going to be. The better content's going to come into the space. The better content creators are going to come into the space. And then eventually IDP is just going to be mainstream like it should have always been. It's not going to be this weird kind of I don't understand it thing. It's going to be part of the conversation. That's what we want. But to get there, we have to have our voices heard. To have our voices heard, we have to you know, have people like me, have people like Bobby, you know, Tom, all these guys out there doing that. And the best way to get our voices out there and louder is for you guys to back us up 
give us a five-star rating and review, get all the other guys on the big three network, give Mike's show a rating and you know, a good rating, give Joey's show a good rating, big three guys. I'm sure they've got all five-star ratings because they're five-star over there. And then uh bless the knee, the other show on the network. And then we got a deep dive show too. So check those all out. And yeah, I think that's going to be it for me. And until next time, which I will do my week one rankings. We're that close, guys. We're just a little less than a month away. So I'm going to drop the music, and I will see you next time, IDP Army. Farewell. Let the rain hit the sand. Build a house on a rock, got a plan. Got to get stocks, keep them bands. Hear the clock tick, blades on a fan. Used to be mundane on a Monday. Now you have fun day on a Sunday. Because you're switching it up, and you're living it up. You ain't getting it enough. Now you're picking it up. This has been a production of the Big Three Network.